Hello and welcome to Emerald Expressions. I'm your host Jair, the Emerald Emir, and today I'm joined by. Yo, what's up? Um, they call me Professional, aka Professional Smartass. I'm from the Geek World Podcast. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm kid, you know, kid visions everywhere on social media. I'm Chris. Um, call me Chris and that's the genetics. <laughs> Yo, stop laughing, right? <laughs> um, oh, uh, hopefully we'll also be joined by one more person in a little bit. Uh, I've sent her the link. Um, today's topic is a, a serious one, but it definitely deserves discussion. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, mental health and how it's handled by the black moon. So I'd like to preface this discussion by uh, saying that I'm a person who struggles with depression and I have uh, other mental health issues. So I definitely uh, take this seriously and I'll, I'll try to treat it with respect that it deserves. Um, uh, let me first start off by... Uh, asking this um in your opinion how do you believe black families handle the topic of mental health handle what handle Handle mental health handle the topic handle the topic of mental health how do i don't think it ever comes up in the black family i think it's um often looked down upon right like you need to go to somebody else like your parents are supposed to be the end-all be-all to your mental health like you shouldn't i feel like it's very you know supposed to be kept within the family you know like if you're not supposed to look for outside resources when it comes to mental health and like we kind of buy into this idea of the nuclear family and being supportive of everything that it comes to mental health you know you're supposed to go to your mom if you need mental health you're not supposed to seek outside guidance but and buying into this idea, we ultimately kind of shoestring ourselves in that if you have a bad family or, you know, if your parents aren't receptive to this idea of being mental health, then, you know, you're just going to get the same shit. They're going to say, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Don't, you know, don't have these feelings. They're okay. You're just a kid. And they kind of get swept under the rug when it comes to this idea, when it comes to mental health, right? It, it doesn't pay to go to your parents and to express these issues because they're not going to be hurt. That's my experience, and that's what I felt, I guess. Um. Okay, who would like to go go next? Uh, you want me to go next? Sure, you can go next. Okay, well, for me, black. Since we're talking about black mental health in the uh, black family, I feel like sometimes it's like it goes all the way back to slavery like you know like we come from a long history of trauma and dealing with uh with just like depression and stuff like that being black as it is and you know when you try to go to your parents they don't take it as serious because they kind of look at it as a white people thing or label it yeah. like that's a white person thing but actually that's true. yeah i agree with it's, that it's, it's a human being thing you know at the end of the day we're human beings at the end of the day yeah. I mean, anybody race religion 
uh, mm-hmm. sexuality can go through that. It, it doesn't have to do with the race. And also, I feel like they shouldn't just sweep it on the rug, but just get help before it's too late. And I feel like when it's um, nobody takes you serious until you start hurting yourself, and then it's like, oh, damn. You know, it should lead to that far. Yeah. There's a reason why, you know, cutting yourself is a cry for help, right? But it's not exactly always seen that way. It's like, oh, you got issues, but you're not helping me with these with these issues, right? You're supposed to be there for me, but you're not actually doing anything to support me. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, kid? Uh, they basically say it like... I don't know who the who, who was the last person that was talking. That was a uh, pro. Pro or <laughs> I'm not sure whether you meant like the answer or Chris like adding something on to the end. Uh, I really don't because like he said exactly what I was gonna say. Like they don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to diminish it's your okay. voice. Like, <laughs> you nigga. Like, like they don't take it as seriously as they should, and then like until you do do something to yourself but like even then they look at you differently you know well well, in my opinion um unfortunately uh it's either something that should is like swept under the rug or like something like every family has a i don't know about you guys but every like black family has that one uncle or cousin or brother like pretty much is like isolated by themselves like the crazy uncle who always stays up in his room or the crazy cousin or whatever and like people just people just treat that like it's normal instead of like saying hey Uncle Roy something's wrong with him maybe we should go take him to a doctor or maybe we should like ask him like what's going on like they kind of be, be like oh oh that Roy he's just crazy and then they go about their business or um a lot of them like like you guys are saying like a lot of a lot of parents, especially, um, especially like parents from like who were raised in like uh, foreign countries or raised in like the Black South, um, they don't really, they don't really take it as seriously. Like they'll be like, "Oh, uh, I'm working so hard and like they're they're so focused on work, working and like vibing and like putting food on the table, they don't really take much time to like focus on the mental aspect of child rearing." A lot of parents seem to have that uh, mindset that. Uh, providing for you financially is the only thing they need to do. But in actuality, they also need to nurture you, like emotionally, and prepare you to like handle the world that's out there. It's not easy. Um, and then, like uh, you guys are saying, uh, a lot of them don't take it seriously until you hurt yourself or do you do something drastic. And then they're like, "Why didn't you confide in me? Why didn't you come to me?" Yeah. Exactly. The, the times I did try to confide in you, you didn't take it seriously. So I was trained to say, oh, I'm just going to keep it to myself. Yeah. It's like there, why, there, are why, these, there are these institutionalized caricatures, right? That, you know, you have these cousins who, you know, they're separated away from the family because, you know, we see them as being different because we don't believe, you know, what they are in and what they're going through because, you know, that's not a part of who we are. And so you always see them as being the other and never being a part of you, right? And then at the same time, like also what you what you were saying is like, you know, like I'll give you something to cry about. It's like, I'm crying for a reason. Why don't you listen to me? It's like, oh, the yeah. issues are fucking real and you're not listening. You're just, you just, you just, you, you want to, almost like, you, know, you want to. They want to argue with you instead of just listening to. Yeah. 
Oh, the also they, 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 they want to one they want to one up your experience and oh you you ain't like, had a bad I had a bad back in '97 like look at you you're not listening not, to me like smiles like bruh okay that sucks but what what's happening to me also sucks or like like we're addressing what the present right now we're not talking about the past. Oh, the worst is when they take it as like you, like you, you voicing your opinion, and they take it as disrespect. Yeah. Like, like me just saying, "Hey, I don't like this thing." Like, could you do this a different way? Is not me being disrespectful. Like that is me, like trying to like avoid something I feel mentally or otherwise harmful. Like that's not disrespect. But a lot of parents will just treat that as like disrespect. That's yeah, and that that's also a problem too. With like voicing your opinions in black families, because like you said, they think it's disrespect. But like you're just you're just making you're just making how you're feeling known. Mm-hmm. But also they disregard it. Also, um, when you act out and they don't ask like me to understand like why that person act out, they quit to whoop them before they ask them like, mm-hmm. well, what made you do this? What was the cause and effect of it? Instead mm-hmm. of just whooping them, yeah. asking questions. Mm-hmm. That, that's very true. Like if I'm a lot, sometimes not always, but sometimes if a person is like acting out of character, like that, that is like a, a cry for help. Like something's wrong. Like instead of like treating them as like an outcast or mm-hmm. ostracizing them or doing whooping them, like you said, mm-hmm. it, it might it's the best to like check on them. Like hey. You did something that you don't normally do. What's what's going on? Mm-hmm. Something happened. Like that's something that um, people need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, does have anything else you want to add to that? Uh, that question. Nope. Uh. Right. Um. Then I guess I'll move on to the the next question. Um. If you guys feel comfortable sharing this, um. Uh, but what was your experience dealing with like mental health growing up? Do you have like any like stories you feel comfortable sharing, or do you have like a you want to like do a little summarization of how it was for you as a child growing up to the adult you are now? Mm. Well, like growing up, you know, in our society now, being a black male or whatever, you're supposed to be like you know unfeeling. You're not supposed to cry, voice your opinions and feelings and whatnot, you know. And, like, growing up around that, like, that's how I grew up. Like, I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't voice my opinion, I guess. But, like, as I got older, I guess, like, I started to, like, shy away from that because, like, I realized I'm, I'm not hurting nobody but myself, like, if I keep shit to myself. That's rough. The fact that you had to come to that conclusion right by yourself and nobody there, that's rough. Well, for me, um, don't know about y'all, I didn't really have my dad growing up, so I was raised by just my single mother. And sometimes, you know, I look at other men and they said, men aren't, the only time you're allowed to shed tears is when your mother or your grandmother passes away. And, you know, and I feel like that's very it's very toxic to teach young boys because it's okay to cry when you're like if you're in love or like if a girl breaks your heart it doesn't make you weak because at the end of the day you're a human being and God gave you emotions 
because all this time I wouldn't show yeah. emotion because I thought it'd make me a bitch. But like showing emotion mm-hmm. is just mean you're a human being. It doesn't make you like. Um, it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't. I don't know why it's like black male is like you're supposed to stay strong, stay strong. But to be honest, true strength comes from vulnerability because you're letting your guard down. You're letting people. Yes. Down. yes. Yeah. That's like that's that's say, something say, that uh, I. Say it say, it say it louder for the people in the say back. Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> like letting your guard down and showing your vulnerability is not weakness because it takes true strength to let your guard yes. down. That is so true. It t- it takes true strength to be allow yourself to be vulnerable. Like always having your guard up, that isn't that isn't bravery. That's a that's a facade. That's bravado. Um I don't want to discredit this, right? Like having a mask yeah. that you wear is definitely important, especially no, when you exist in that's fine, but white space. But what I mean is that a person can cannot physically or mentally always have their guard up twenty four seven. I like I, I've done that before, and it's, it is it's so, tiring. it is, it drains you. Like it's hard, it's exhausting being like a positive person, um, but it's a lot better than just being that negative, cynical, always. Oh, what do they want from you? Like I was like that for a long period, around four years, and like it just takes it out of you, man. Like, it's not fun. And like I'd rather at least be someone who occasionally like will combine in people or be, try to be positive presence and do my little thing. Like, I'll still get exhausted and I'll take my little breaks, but I'd rather do that than go back to that mean, spirited, cynical, everyone wants something from me type of mentality that a, a lot of people have. Um, and, like, this is a, something I want to mention as, like, a little uh, add on to that, but, like, uh, men in America uh, account for 84% of the suicides and i forget exactly what the number is in among black men but i believe that number is even higher Mm -hmm. um and that's because i feel like that is because men are not allowed to feel their emotions like women are allowed to be emotional they're allowed to talk to things and like can uh excuse me uh what's the word vent to others and like oh i'm feeling this feeling men are supposed to just oh up and up son why? Why you like slept? Uh, Tighten up. Why you crying? You have problems. Stop bitching. Like man, I've I've done dealt with way worse. Why are you bitching yeah, for? Like that's sort of the. But there's something I want to tie into since we're talking about black men and raising. Let me say some real shit. I had a lot on my mind before I even came here dealing with. Okay, mm. there was this. I feel like men, especially black men, we're not allowed to be ourselves. And what I meant by that is my girlfriend, she works for this old school military, you know, old head military guy. And I went into her office and her boss asked me, why you got two earrings in your ear? You trying to be a girl? And I said, no, I think the shit looks What are you, Jay? Exactly. And I'm bro, just like, yes, yes. Jesus. Not to oh, can we just, bro, wait. Without being gay. Yeah, we're no, wait, you, wait, wait. This is something that, that uh, I, I've, I've seen happen a lot. And like, I, I just recently saw the tweet again, but like, there's this one woman on Twitter, this just hateful, spiteful woman that was like, men were, uh, there was like a, uh, a thread of like black men, like, oh, drop your skincare routines. And like this woman who was black herself, unfortunately, was like, oh my God, look at this thread. This just convinced me that, oh, this just convinced me that they're all ugly. Oh, look at all these ugly people. Like black men aren't allowed to do anything mm-hmm. like 
people are always judging us and like putting us in categories and like if you're, if, trying to take us down for like no reason. Like these men were just minding their business. And then there are people under underneath in the comments like, oh, they're all ugly or oh, that's just gay. Like, oh, you take care of your skin, you're gay. Like, bruh. You're not gay. They be, they be hating they're not Yo, we men can't take apparently get things that are apparently now gay. Taking naps, having oh. skin care. <laughs> did, you care tweet, right, did you see the tweet when the man was eating that food and somebody was like oh this man this man gay mm-hmm. everybody was in the comments like i guess it's gay to eat food exactly right? i saw that yeah it's like, gay to eat food like, it's gay to like to enjoy food it's gay to yawn like, I, I can't do my laundry now? Is that gay, too? Like, I mix colors and fucking whites? Bruh, you cook, you cook in the what? kitchen? Nigga, you're gay. Men don't cook food. They just microwave meals. Like, the, the fuck? <laughs> like, everything is... Like, there's nothing wrong with being gay, by the way. Let me preface that. Yeah. But, um, before it seems like we're being, like, homophobic or anything, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's a strange mindset that, like, men cannot be comfortable in themselves do and do things without being some put in some sort of category like for instance gay in this category or like black men especially we get treated like thugs like i don't know if you've ever seen me in um, person but like i'm not the type of person that you would stereotypically consider like a thug but i've had the cops called on me so many times just tall big black man like like there are so many labels that are attached to us from birth. I believe I actually did my um college uh uh like the the college entry essay on this topic. So like it's it's a lot of shit that black men are like basically slapped with from birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not only that, but let me tell you something. I want to touch back on the um black men being gay. Don't y'all think it's crazy how? Girls could be tomboys without being labeled studs and lesbians, but if a guy wants to wear tight jeans or he wants to rock his earrings and grow his hair out, he's flamboyant, mm-hmm. gay, or weird or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, there's yeah. that there's that weird double standard. Like a lot of people are okay with women being masculine or being gay, like being lesbians, but as soon as a, a man is gay, oh, it's a whole different issue. People are mad, like. Like why? Why are you on this man's dick? Did you, yeah, like, did like, you guys see the? Uh, like leave this man alone. <laughs> like it's because our sexuality, right? Is is it's almost like up for sale when it comes to them. Like a black man can't say no to sex. Like, there was this. There was this, this yeah, it was that video. It was a double standard. No. Fuck, and I'm, they were talking I'm about he can't say I'm no. I'm write him, right? Like. They don't care. They don't. Man, I'm a, I'm gonna stick his dick in my mouth. Exactly. Like nigga, no. I just said no. That's like great. we, uh, that's another thing. A lot of black men, especially uh, among other races, were just treated as that BBC, which yeah, that, that, I hate. That, I really all, hate that term. Like I hate it. Like they fetishize us, even among some black meat. women. Like a fucking piece of meat that all I'm, I'm supposed to do is slang dick and like and, and rub your belly or some shit. Not like bruh, I do that. But I also want to do other yeah, things. Also, <laughs> let me say something else too. What I've experienced too, like black men aren't allowed. We're not allowed to wear bright colors. We can wear black, white, and, and um gray. But oh yeah, like, like we can't wear uh you can't wear like pinks what, or like you, what you like, you wearing neon yeah. green in this bitch? Nah. Yeah. You can't or do that. Can't another reason is like 
Another reason is people might think we're like we can't wear solid colors because people might think, oh, this man's in the oh, game. Oh, this in the, yeah, he's in the game. Nick, oh, I just like I just like matching. I like red. Wear, I'm not no blood. Red. I just like matching red. two. You can't wear red. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm just you can't to wear like a whole solid color outfit. I just like coordination. Like, I, why I gotta be in a game? Why I gotta be all that craziness? Or why I gotta? It's gay that you like colors. Yeah. Or like, if yeah. I wear like my bro, this man likes colors other other than black and navy. Gay. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I used to like I used to just wear dark colors. Like I still do. But like I started wearing I, I like dark colors. But dark I, colors. But occasionally I want to pop out in some turquoise or some magenta. Be, do my little thing. Yeah, like be yourself. Let, too, leave me be. That lavender, though. Like, oh, that lavender. You right? That or that yellow? That yellow on black skin? Nah. Yeah. Like me, like I keep popping. My earrings and grow my hair out. You know what I'm talking about? That. Oh, that's another thing. Our hairstyles. I dyed my hair. And men are black men are judged by their hairstyles so much it's insane. Like if I want to grow my hair out, I'm considered unprofessional. If I had dreads, yeah. or like if we're not yeah. just like my head is shaved bald and clean shaven, I'm not considered professional. Yeah. Like, bro, I can't express myself at all. Like no creativity. Yeah. Like, oh, if I want to dye my hair some color or do do some crazy style, like I, I gotta be all these crazy words and all this like messed up. Like, oh, you gay or you this or you that? You unprofessional. All kinds of words come out. Just, just by the way I, I rock my hair and, uh, and express myself. It's, and people messed up. People being different. They, they really do. He's a weirdo. They don't, they don't like, they don't like people being different. They want everybody exactly. to be the same thing. Wear it doesn't, it doesn't fit the narrative, right? It doesn't cookie cutter fit the narrative that you know the person that you are. You're supposed to fit in this box of being a black male, living a certain type of way. Anytime that you step outside this box, you're automatically. Oh wait, you you don't just listen to hip hop and and talk about smoking backwards? Oh, you like anime and you're Nigga, black? you read? Like, <laughs> nah, we don't oh, do that over here. What? Oh, the worst is when people say you white. You're white for like talking like uh, properly. Yeah. Oh, you sound man, nigga. Why are you talking white? Oh, oh, you sound so good. You don't talk like those other black you folks. Nigga, what? First off, game. back the fuck up off me before I smack you. Second off, but talking like I I went to school. I read books. Like don't don't disrespect me. Like it's talking properly is yo, not a white trait. Yo, somebody asshole. Told me, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. Like when they heard me, like because my girlfriend's black, the people were surprised. I'm like. Your girlfriend's black. I'm like, yeah, I always date a black woman. He's like, oh, I thought you dated white girls. I'm like, what made you think that by the way you talk? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just my personal opinion. I'm not really a fan of white women, but like, bruh, not all black men like white women. Not all black men like whatever. We're allowed to have different preferences, bruh. But I'm like, I think, I think that it, like it's the narrative of like the black. Black males, like if you if you read, watch anime, you're considered weird. Oh, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a white you're gonna get a white girl because you can't get black girls. Like that, like black girls don't like anime too. That is a whole fucking myth. <laughs> There's so many fine black women that like anime because <laughs> you don't fit their agenda. Uh, 
Um, does anyone else uh, uh, does anyone have anything else they want to add to that? Oh, when you said when you said mm-hmm. dreads earlier, because like I used to call them dreads, but like my friend. Oh, locks. Yeah, dreadlock. Yeah, like, it's he like to call them locks. He, he he doesn't like to say dread because like you know they try to. But the whole no the the whole term. There's a reason why it's called dreadlocks. But I, I'll let you finish. <laughs> Make sure what I was saying. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I didn't I'll, mean to cut I'll, you I'll, off. Damn. <laughs> uh, the one thing I wanted to say was that uh, so much of the church has been a method for replacing the kind of mental space that we should have experienced as black men. Right? It's like you're not supposed to have these feelings. Why don't you go to church? Why don't Wait, I, I, that's actually a question um, oh, I was going to ask right, later right. on. Go ahead, wait. All right. <laughs> no, since you're, since you're already uh, talking about it, I'll, I'll, I'll reorganize a little bit. So um, uh, what do you guys think uh, of the tendency of black elders to tell you to pray whenever you t- try to talk to them about mental health? Oh, damn. Bullshit. Damn. Like, in a way, or, and, and or, I- like you're talking about something serious, and you're like, you know what? You know what I do? I pray. Like, like it's a certain question. Like, wh- why do you think just praying will help me? Like, praying? Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not agnostic. I don't really believe in it. But like, praying helps some people. I understand that. But it's not an end all, be all. Like, they'll always tell you to pray. But like, bro, sometimes praying don't hit. Like, I need something else. I need yeah, some advice. You I need to construct answer back in guidance. Praying can only do so much for you. I need your opinion on something. My my experience is that prayer is a good second, um, that's, what is it called? Secondary action, right? Like once you exhaust all the other shit that you can do, like if you're having a trouble at work, you go to work, you confront this person, you fight them. And then you, you talk to the second person in command and you fight them too. And then you stand up for what you believe in and then you get fired, you go home and then you pray about it. Praying is like that. It's this catch-all where you know, if nothing else works and I've done everything I can, then I'm gonna pray about it. But I should exactly. be willing to fucking fight. That that first like you know three four interactions, I'm gonna fight about it. And then if it don't work out, then I'm gonna pray. But for so many you know old people, for so many people who are above our age group, it's just like this end-all be-all where it's like yeah you know it's not it's not going you know why don't you pray about it? And like I understand that, but oh, I'm you're, angry you're... right now. Like I understand, like it's a no, it's it can be really like disheartening. Like I'm talking to you about something that I feel like is serious, and you're. It seems like you're just sort of pawning me off. Oh, just pray about it. Like, I'll pray for you. Okay, thank you. Okay, I, I also you can pray for me, but can you can you give me some advice? Like I, I would appreciate that. Like I'm talking to you because I I believe that you you might at, at the very least mm-hmm. listen to me. Like like sometimes people just don't really need any advice or anything. They just need that place to vent to like yeah. get something off their chest. And like when you just mm-hmm. tell them, oh pray, like bro, that I'm not. I just need a, some a place where I feel comfortable uh, releasing whatever is like. Yeah, yeah. Or, I don't need a hug. Yeah, just being just be heard. Go ahead. 
Yeah, just being able like to talk to somebody and they just listen that make you feel a hundred times. Better. But no, nah, that's, that's a therapist, and we don't we don't do that here. That's a therapist, bro. But sometimes you just need some positive energy and let them know like you'll be all right and I'm here for you, or just a hug. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing. I feel like hugging. Some people yeah. look at it as gay, but shit, everybody need love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like that's something that is really annoying like black men aren't allowed to try to seek comfort from people like black people in general but especially black men like bruh sometimes i just want some physical affection like it's not gay to hug my brother it's not gay to uh, hug my dad or kiss my mom on the cheek or whatever it's not it's that's just black men aren't allowed to show affection in the same way as other people did you did you y'all see like going around with like black men when they be in the tub with their children and they not be viewed a different mm-hmm. way than it would it be with a woman? Oh yeah, like you're you're not allowed to show affection to yeah. your own child, like bruh. Because I feel weird. like especially um in these Tyler Perry movies, since we're on the um topic of religion, I feel like sometimes it's used as propaganda. Some of it's true, I agree. but some of it it's like do you notice how the black man is like like for colored girls, black men mm-hmm. get abortion black man um, raped somebody black man threw the kids out the window it's like what the fuck this is like and it's like to people who don't even met a black man they're like it's pushing a false propaganda and giving us like negative stereotypes because black men are the fucking oil that run this country right like somebody's gotta run it it's on the back of black and brown bodies in the fucking prison industrial system that makes this entire fucking country run like for colored girls was a horrible movie. Talk every bad man. It's like they had a black man on the down low, and it's just like yo, it was nothing but black man slander left and right. You think she's sweet? And then it's just like you know what I'm saying. And then you know like something like you know like Tyler Perry. It's like you know some of his films are Christian based, but there's a lot of but some of them is like they deal with a bad person and then they go to a Christian man but some of these Christian men aren't as good and he doesn't show that side yeah just because you're Christian doesn't mean that you're automatically a good person exactly yeah Yeah, there's a whole bunch of hypocrites who consider themselves Christians just because they're just like there's a whole bunch of hypocrites in general like you being Christian isn't the end all be all look look at Joe Osteen right like he didn't open his doors until we talked hella shit on him for the fucking hurricane he was like oh all right these, these poor people need me i'm open my door and this nigga like runs a fucking church oh my god that them mega churches are scams they be scamming these people out of their money and then spending it on, uh, it on like ferraris and stuff like the lord wants you to give like, bruh oh i hate that shit like, let's be taking monies from like your 80 year old grandma who's on like mm-hmm. social security Use that to buy a blimp or some shit. And um, just straight up. Since that, they don't, since we're they on the don't topic of religion, black people too. I want to talk mm-hmm. about like what goes on in the black community. There's nothing wrong with religion. And there's nothing wrong with believing in a higher god. But in low key for black people, it goes back to the slave days about programming and controlling us like a computer. Because mm-hmm. like even like mm-hmm. when you see black men get shot yeah. down or you see them get beat up, like oh we'll just pray about it. Instead of taking the actions in our own hands, oh, instead of doing something it. that's productive or proactive. First of all, 
it doesn't make sense yeah that's that's true a black person and you go to a church and there's a white jesus hanging up there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they just want to they want to suppress you Um, like they can they can suppress you they can placate you you know if you go to church you pay the tire then you know good good things will come to you don't don't be a revolutionary because you don't want to be the black angry man or the black angry woman for that part you know <laughs> oh that's another thing like black people aren't allowed to be absurdive like, we're always aggressive in general right like, like, the way you wait you see the way they code things like the words they use to code things like like a black man with a gun is a thug. A white man with a gun is a hero. Like the way they code these things are another thing that's a negative thing that, that that's used to put if down black people. If black people marched on Washington with weapons, they would have a fucking riot. But if white people do it, oh, you know, they're exercising the Second Amendment. They're showing their, they're trying to show their respect for their rights and. They but have a rig to be whatever y'all. The NRA didn't say shit about that. I, I had a question for y'all. Do y'all have a job? I am currently looking for one because I, I moved states. <laughs> no, I do not. Have y'all ever had like, a white yeah. person talk to you just because they're on the clock? Like they'll talk to you a certain type of way because they know, like, like working in retail, I know like some people will talk to you a certain type of way because they're on the clock and you you ain't trying to lose your job talk to y'all crazy yeah talk to you all kinds of say all kinds of messed up shit that they wouldn't say to you but but not like two hours later when you walk the clock when you're on the streets exactly talk to you all kinds of crazy y'all know like the racing that goes in like some customers they feel like okay like for example there was um i went into a waffle house with me and my girlfriend and the black Mm -hmm. um there was a black cook and I guess they were understaffed, so he was like working really, really, really all over the place. And the white lady mm-hmm. said, "I want my egg now!" And everybody in the Waffle House was um, looking at her crazy. And it's like, mm-hmm. "I can't! I want my egg over white!" And it's like, everybody's like, "I don't know how to make that." And then she's like, "I was working at her house. You better learn talking to him, this grown ass man, all certain types of way." And then a black man step in, a, a black man customer. He said, "Why don't you shut the fuck up and go make it your own way instead of yelling mm-hmm. at this man?" And then me and my girl was like, yeah, well, why don't you just do, do something like that? Because she felt comfortable talking to him like that. Oh, fuck it's up, lady. Like, this, ma'am, this is a waffle house. Like- you want to get back here and cook this shit yourself? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. Lucky. She's lucky he didn't get her that two-piece yeah, what, on, I mean, with her egg whites. At the waffle house? It's girl? a white of all the places to talk shit, Waffle House is probably should be the least one because they have hands and it's rated it's rated E for everybody. <laughs> and I just like how all the black people like with me, my girlfriend, and the other black guy, we just stuck together. Like, yeah, you don't need to be talking to this man. Like, if he doesn't know how to do it, then take your ass home and go make it yourself. And then if she the said, "I'm gonna call the police." And then like she was like, "I'm gonna call the police." She said, "I'm gonna call the police because you should be talking to him." Bro, you. At this point, you're... You don't call the police for some egg? Yo, but I mean, like... She sounds like a total parent. Really, really old white lady. Egg white Elizabeth. (laughs) That's that's just white privilege, you know? Like, oh, it should be be this way because I'm white. Oh, I hate that. Because we run this bitch and you don't. Make this fucking... Do you think... You have to do things... You have to do things the way I said... 
said to do one because you know what? I'm important. Yeah. Man, go fuck like keep your head up, bro. Don't let them um, Because we know how it is when gotcha. you got to work on the clock and these white people feel entitled. They feel entitled yeah. to talk to you any type of way. They rolling, rolling here? Like this one time, I was uh, at one of my old jobs. I worked at a like a Panera Bread, mm-hmm. and like I hadn't taken the order, but like I think like my friend had taken the order, and like the lady had like didn't want onions on her sandwich or something. She's like, "Oh, this sandwich has onions." Blah 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 blah. Like talking to her, my friend all crazy. I'm like, so eventually, I saw my friend was like getting annoyed, so I stepped in. So I was like, oh, do you want like a refund or do you want us to make the sandwich over? She was like, no. She was like, I don't want a refund. I was like, do you want us to make the sandwich over? She's like, no, I don't want it. Blah, 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 blah. She's crazy. Like, oh, I spent all this money and I, I brought my yeah, friend you and you embarrassed me. By the way, the friend. By the way, the friend was in the back, like looking, look, look trying, trying to like make yourself small. Like, oh, you're shit. Trying re- you're trying to be Like just absolutely going crazy. And like that, so I eventually was like, "Man, I'm about before I slap this woman right in her mouth. Let me go get my manager." I got my manager, and like she was like, "Um, what's what do what would you like?" She's like, "Um, uh, blah 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 blah. They messed up the sandwich. Uh, I I got this food so expensive. I can only come out here once in a while." And they they just going crazy. Guess what? She eventually did. It's so simple. Sat down and ate the damn sandwich, onions and all. It's she so just wanted to be there and make a scene. Just to ask for them to remake it. Like and then another time, this this one is even funnier. Like, um, I lived in Connecticut and there's I know it's not a thing for all people and maybe across the world, there's a thing called income. There's a thing called a sales tax. Mm-hmm. It's automatically added to all uh whatever you buy. Whatever you like if you buy a cup of a cup of soup that has a sales tax. If you buy a soda yeah, or if you buy sure. socks, everything has a sales tax. Yeah. And it's about six it's about six percent of whatever the total is in Connecticut. I'm not sure what the numbers are in other places. So like this lady ordered got got here, ordered all her stuff, and then she's like, she looked at the price, she's like, hmm, that's not right. I the things I only ordered should be this much. I was like, oh that, that's the sales tax. She was like, sales tax? What's sales tax? I was like, oh, um in the state of Connecticut, uh on everything you buy, they have this little sales tax. She was like, Oh, can you take that off? I was like, huh? Oh, you gotta watch nope. <laughs> I was like, huh? No, I can't do that. She's like, well, I'm not gonna pay that. Take it off. I'm like, it's, it's the computer it's, automatically adds it. I can't change it. And then she proceeded to have a bitch fit. She's like, oh my god, you really gonna make me pay? Blah 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 blah. And I eventually was like, I went and got my manager. I was like, bro. She's like, what's her, she's like, what's the problem? I was like, she doesn't want to pay sales tax. My manager looked at me. She's like, what? I was like, she doesn't want to pay sales tax. <laughs> Has she like never bought anything in her life? I mean, like, I understand, yeah, like, there are certain states that don't have sales tax. Like, I believe Texas. Like, she she could have been from out of state. I, I wasn't but, aware of that. I thought like, but to every state. I mean, even if you're not aware of sales tax, <laughs> I just explained to you what it is. Yeah, like, like, hey, yo, Ira. Do you mind? I wanna. I had a yeah. subject that I wanted to. Um, I know it, this is your podcast, but I had a question for everybody. You cool? You cool? Oh, you can bring it up. That's fine. Do you? Right? And this goes. This ties into yeah, black mental health too. What do y'all think about black people joining the military and fighting for a country who won't fight for them? 
Oh, the, those freaking um, enlistment uh, offers agents or whatever are predatory. They prey on kids of like color, like that's, like right out, out of high school, yep. like right out of high school who don't like really have that many pro- prospects. They prey on them. Like, they love that. That's their bread and butter. That's how they meet their quotas. Like, oh, oh he, he young does. brown kid or little black kid. We you want to save your country? Like especially like people who are like um uh el- came here illegally because that's another way into citizenship. If you finish your enlistment, you come become a, a citizen. So like they prey on that. Like that's something that's really fucked up. Like they tr- take these kids who are like because we're let's be honest. If when you're 18, you're still a kid. Like you're technically an adult, but mentally you're not there yet. You haven't put in your time in like the real world, if that makes sense. Like you haven't put in your time in school or at a job. Like having people talk to you all kinds of ways. Like like that is what really makes you an adult. Like having learning to deal with that sense of adversity. Like when you're eight, up until like you're 18, for most people, um, you you have that you have your parents or your teachers or other people who uh, I won't say coddle you, but they help you along the way. Like, once you're on your own, that's when you truly become an adult. Like, once you... Yo, once you have to pay bills... Bruh. Oh, uh, that first first time that they take that money out your check? I agree. Oof. I agree. It hurts. The, it hurts. <laughs> and especially for, you know, putting these service booths in our high schools, you know, from an early age, where you know, like you're 14, 15, walking past the Marine Corps booths, and you like, you know, see them wearing the uniform. It's like, oh, you know, that's a shortcut to the good life. You know, if I go and I put it in my four years, you know, I can really become something. I can be respected in my community. But what they don't tell you is, you know, that you're fighting. That one, yeah, hey, you could die. It's very easily country that doesn't give a fuck about the rest of the world, right? Like, like you could die in some foreign country shooting at people who you you personally have no problem with. Like um, that's one thing. B, the job market for veterans and like the mental health. Like it's funny you m- mention it, but like mental health for like veterans is absolutely atrocious. Like the VA, the, the VA is but it is shit. terrible. Veterans, the Veterans um, Association of Veterans, no, the Veterans Administration is awful. Just absolutely awful. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll lie to you about these promises about like, oh, you, you after you serve, we could go to this college and all that shit, not not tell you, hey, you want to, you're going to go to Afghanistan and shoot at all these people who have bombs blown up and maybe see your friends die. And that shit's going to fuck you up in the head. And then when you get back, you're not really going to be in the time the there's no that, resources right don't worry about no school books because shit you cry yourself to sleep and waking up from the middle in the middle of the night with tears because you thought motherfucker uh, uh, uh people are shooting at you like they, they don't tell you this shit. rhetoric is also applied to these niggas who you know don't make like you know you you, you can go work at the factory right you're working at the factory at the petroleum plant with all these bad chemicals you're doing construction you're just like working these hard jobs that are making things for the greater public, but these people don't care about you. You're just a cog in the system, putting in your time. Hopefully, hopefully, they can fire you. They can fire you right quick. Cause there, guess what? There's a whole nother cog right there. That boy didn't fin- That boy didn't barely right finish up. high school. When you age out, sign him up. When you're, you know, 32, 33, you can't, you can't be this hard nigga no more. You gotta go. You gotta go. Find your your back's job. all fucked up. Your knees are fucked up. You got bad. 
you got a crick in your neck, you got bad ankles. Guess what? There's a young buck who's 18, yeah. ready there like, to take your job. Care about you. You just, you just here to serve a fucking role for them. And once you're done, they're gonna shit just you another off number. You're a number. You gonna live? Yeah, go ahead. You're a number in the system. And if that number ain't producing, they're gonna replace you with another number. Yep. That'll start producing green signs. Or blue signs now. Um, so yeah. do you guys have yeah, anything else you want to add to it? I know in the black community, other black guys, they'll be like, hey, yo, you want to get this challenger? You want to travel? You want to... Uh, uh, that's what they like to do, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fucking... The fucking Camaros. Yeah, man. That's all you people hey, go. You get- I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a status symbol, you know. You drive a nice car, you drive a nice Camaro. You're traveling. You, you, you got bad bitches. That's I seen you at the club last That's... Saturday with this nice little fucking car. Who you get that from? Put me on. This became like a norm. This became like a norm. Like, bruh, it's 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 so bad at this point. It's what? a meme. Yeah. Like, if you see a Camaro out on the street, you think it's either a cop or, or a soldier, <laughs> or someone with a small dick. Or a mixture of the three. <laughs> well, I can't really say, like, because, like, where I come from, because, like, I live in Detroit, and so, like, everyone has Camaros and Scats. And- oh, yeah, because y'all, 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 y'all be making the cars. <laughs> yeah, they still do. Yeah. Detroit, Wait, Detroit going out sad, unfortunately. Black soldiers, they get, you know, if they die overseas or something, the country, they'll put a flag over them, and then they'll but these people are still turning around and being racist at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing something to change. Yeah. Racist inside of the military. Hell yeah. That's oh, like there's, a, there's definitely a whole like, bunch of... The way I see it, like the military mm-hmm. is just like prison except you go somewhere else. Right? Like, like you got you got a rank, you got a name, uh-huh. you, you follow the own, like your own you know, the sect that you belong to, you associate with other black people. Like, the only thing that that, did, that separates you... Military is just another it's game. Another game. Same with the cops. <laughs> mm-hmm. This and is a game you, with authority. Like you either. Hmm. Um, well, I, I wasn't even going to talk about uh, police in the oh, black, yeah. black community, but I might have to bring okay. that up later. Um... I'm going to move on to the next point. Uh, what what do you think about uh, black people's penchant to to joke about or trivialize mental health? What do you think about black people's uh, penchant to joke about or uh, trivialize mental health? Uh, I feel like that's how they deal with the trauma because, you know, laughter is the best pain of medicine. I feel like they know it's true, but to hide it, they try to mask it with comedy. And if they try to laugh it off, they don't have to think about it or yeah. deal with it. Same thing with the coronavirus. People are scared, but they're trying to make all the meaning to make to ease the pain, and so people don't go like have a mental breakdown or thing. But, and that goes. Yeah. Black but I, I want anything seriously. And I want to say that it's it's very it's understandable, right? Why black people take everything not seriously is because like once you've been through slavery and all the fucking trauma that comes from being ripped from your own land. If you think, if you think, of, if you're always serious, you gotta consider the dark, the stark uh, realities of how mm-hmm. like fucked we are in terms of like just living in this country and like mm-hmm. all the bullshit we have to deal with just 
just for being a few shades too dark or, or not having a name that that fits the system or whatever it might be like people uh who are, are have what you would consider quote unquote black names like they're five times less likely to to get higher than a person with like a white would con- be considered a white name like they'll just throw your oh this this man has a black sounding name throw that shit in the trash it's, it's like, very that's that's something that people have to deal with like so much light of a situation that might be really terrible because like black twitter will always be the fucking funniest when some shit is going down yeah uh, black twitter is a, the so- well source of uh twitter in general like without black twitter, the, the twitter, black community twitter wouldn't be shit but what, what i meant more what i meant more was uh what do you think about people like say they'll take someone will be having some sort of serious episode or something and like or reach out and people will turn that into jokes instead of you know uh trying to help that person like what do you think about that because i feel like that's that's very counterintuitive like sometimes people really need help and like they'll be they'll have like they'll have a, a cry for help or something and like people won't take it seriously until that person does something drastic and that, that that's something I feel I mean, like is unfortunate. You know, some people they don't know how to deal with it because yeah. they've never been through what they've been through, or they are going through the same thing, but they don't want to be embarrassed and humiliated. Mm-hmm. So they try to put on a front, and also some people probably laugh it off, and they'll be probably be like, you know, just be inconsiderate, and they can't, you know, they just take it as sad. But being sad and being depressed are two different things. And True. then when they see you really, and when they really yeah. see you on edge, they're like, "Oh shit!" Or they see you like open your room and see you OD, and they be like, "Oh shit, he was really like, I th- yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he was actually saying? serious." Like, mm-hmm. oh, th- I thought this nigga was joking. Yeah, like, there, there, there's, there's <laughs> definitely a propensity. Bro, I didn't think it was that serious. You know, brush things off at the first get go, right? To not be serious initially. Right, but I feel like there, there's this like situa- situational awareness that Black people don't really have, or they're we're not really trained to really tap into when it comes to that. Right, so like what you were saying earlier was that you know when these things come up, when these things do come up, we're often you know right there you know say oh you know that's my cousin you know he's just a little bit you know cranky right now blow him off. When you know hopefully you would want somebody you know one out of the ten people who's there cracking jokes. Would be they like oh yo you know what that that that's not right you know you want to talk about it oh oh man or, or have someone be like maybe we crack a little joke and then yeah, like well exactly. we, you you okay man like secondary you, question what's good with you 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 just you can crack your joke but like you know also you know every little thing yes. like even a joke has a kernel of truth so like. Like say you see someone like say some say say some joke about being depressed or or like something doing something drastic like it doesn't have to just be, yeah it's, hey man it's just I, guess I saw this joke you okay it's difficult like, when we're so you, you would hope people would do that the cynical nature right like lol lol I'll kill myself tomorrow it's like that's I, that shit's not funny it's a little bit I guess it can be funny but we're just so you know. Used to to hearing that, and it's like that's not used okay. to seeing. Niggas like they yeah. they kill like what do you what you say are there eighty four percent of black males kill themselves like I understand that it might be funny but well I, I don't know what the number of black males is but it's eighty four percent of suicides in America are male so like just in general 
So that's like all races, but 84% of suicides are male victims. We're so like people crack like dark, edgy humor that sometimes people become numb to it a little bit. But what we need is like more love and more understanding. Yeah, and like that—that's a tough question to answer, right? Mm-hmm. Like when your friend is like, "Yeah, you know, like I'm like I'm gonna kill myself, lol." Like it's a tough question to ask. Like, yo, are you really okay? Because like you don't want to a overstep your boundaries, b try to be somebody else's father or mother for that fact. I mean, at, at the at the worst, all they can say is no, uh, no, I'm okay. Um, yeah, and, then and at that point, lying. at that point, it's it's yeah, you you've done you've done what you've had had to do. Like, and if the, it, and if they aren't okay, it's sometimes they ju- they just might have been waiting for that one person to reach out. Like me personally, I've reached because just the way I set up, I got. If, even if I see if I see someone making like a little joke, if I see someone like having like an issue, uh, I might reach out to them on, on the timeline. Or if I feel like it's serious enough, I'll like yeah. give them a little DM, like, "Hey, I saw this. Um, you okay?" Like and like, you would be surprised how many people have been like, you know what? I wasn't okay, and like, I I just needed someone to reach out, and that, they appreciate it so much because they don't have the person to like check in on them or say randomly say, hey, how's your day? Or hey, I'm proud of you. Or hey, you did you're doing well? Like like a lot of people, an, an insane and a very sad amount of people. Have, have go through that, and I'm, I'm personally someone that's like that as well. Like I, I have a lot of times where I'm like, just like, damn, I wish someone would reach out to me and like ask me how I'm doing or share a joke with me or do something. Like just be like, hey, Jair, you're an important person, and I, I want you to to feel like I'm thinking of you. Like a lot of people don't have that. Like it, it's I. This is a little bit of me being on my soapbox, but I would if I. <laughs> You take anything away from this um, conversation that we've had, uh, I would like people to try to reach out to that person. Like, it's all, I, I hate to see people, like, after something drastic yeah. happens. Oh, I I oh we should have done more. Why didn't you? I should have hung out with them. I, 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 I wish I would have talked to them. I wish I could have done this. Or, oh, my family. I, I, this merely makes me think of my family. Why weren't you thinking of your family before? Like, why does something drastic have to happen to remind you to complacency right? be a little bit more considerate of people like you don't always always have to do every day be underneath someone but like hey hey my buddy jeff i haven't talked to him in a little bit let me send him this meme or let me ask him how he's doing or oh jeff was working on this project let me ask about that project he's working on whatever just do that little bit that that reach out that is something i implore you people to do because like I said, you might not think it's important. It might not be important to you. It might be a little thing to you, but to the other person, it might be extremely important, and you'll never know if you don't ask. That's something that I, I ascribe to. And then, it's like, you know, like with celebrity deaths and artists and stuff, like when those oh, usually uh, happen around those times, it's like when people actually reach out to other people, like to check on them. Like, why do you have to wait until somebody? See, no disrespect died. to the, the the person that died, but like, I I I kind of hate that. Like, why does this person who you do not know inspire you to do something that you should have been doing already? Like, it, it's sad that the person died, and like, I understand. It, maybe you want to do something that would make them proud or whatever 
but like if it takes a person's death to motivate you to do something you're not doing well you, you already fucked up and say yes. that the only reason as to why it might take a person's death is because of the reasons that we've already been talking about right like if you're not allowed to have these emotions and then somebody dies and it affects the rest of the world and it's like oh all these other people felt emotions so now i'm kind of like giving the green light where i can express these emotions i'm willing to take these steps well yep yep i can, I can well, understand that i understand that but guess what you should be more in tune to your feelings <laughs> if you take if you're so numb to the world not, it takes a literal not, death someone take the literal death for you to be like hey i have feelings then that's something that you should be already be working on like you know what i mean like like i feel like it it's i feel like it's almost disrespectful to the person like oh this person just died, and now you're using them as an excuse to do things. And I, I don't really, I don't really like that. That's just my opinion, though. But like, I don't, I'm not really a fan of it. Like, I understand, like, you want people want positive and do all these things, but like, it shouldn't be only because, like, say, Kobe died, or Juice World died, or Pop Smoke died, or whom, whomever died. It should want to be these positive, are, do these positive are, things. Because life is hard enough. You might go. Like there's a common thread here. Yeah, and also I feel like other people there. There are other people who have died that are important. I just those were the ones that that really stuck with me in like the last uh, few also, months. I feel like uh-huh. black people we we died because of a funeral. We shouldn't we died because of a funeral. You know, we should we died because of family reunions and stuff like that. Or reach out. We shouldn't just we yeah. Just, I agree. Like that's something that I hear all the time. Like, uh, look at all these people that show up at the funeral, but that were never there when the person was alive. That that is something that I've heard my my mom, my uncle, like a lot of my the elders in my family say. Like the people show up for the food, but they they wouldn't have given him five. They they wouldn't have given him five dollars if he needed five dollars when he was alive. Like that's something that I don't I don't really like. Like, I understand, like, a funeral is a place to, like, reconvene and stuff like that, but, like, if you're, if you wouldn't, if you weren't on good terms with the person, or if you wouldn't have done something for the person, you showing up at the funeral and feeling regretful, so that doesn't really do anything, like, there, right? me. If you, to be honest, if you were someone who didn't care for the person, until they're gone, so I feel like be, you were you, you didn't you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Oh, don't I mean, what what's the point? What's the point? <laughs> the cookout. Like if something the happens. cookout. Like you had the chance to talk to him, like he was there or she was there. You had a phone. You you could have texted. You could have been on Facebook. Like you had the chance to be there. Don't come to the funeral once they're gone and cry all those crocodile tears. That's fake. Like, that's what what's the purpose of that? Exactly. <laughs> um, you, wait, you guys have anything else to, to add to that? Uh, okay, so the next question would be, uh, do you think you can confide in your friends and family um, if something were to happen? Like, say say you're not feeling feeling too well mentally. Do you, you feel like, hey, you can talk to your brother or your mom or your cousin or your best friend and be like, hey, I'm not feeling too well. Uh, maybe you, 
ask them for like maybe can you try to do something positive for me or you just vent to them or whatever it may be you feel like that's something that you're oh, you're, you're able to do Good. I feel like my older sister because, like I said, she's understanding. She's not from the older generation, but she comes off more of an understanding instead of a judge. Like she tries to find a solution instead of just, you know, just like oh well, you know, she just she just she's just a solution maker, you know, and more understanding. So that's somebody. Also, my girlfriend because she went through depression before and and she works with mental people too. So you know. I feel like that's good. It's good. I, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear you have someone you can confide in. Um, yeah, would the rest of you like to chime in on that? About these kind of things, right? Like, you're my friend. You're my sister. I've got these fucking issues. I'm gonna talk to you about it, and I don't really care whether or not you care because like this is my space mm. you're related to me we built this friendship like i know we talk about bullshit every single day but if i need this space i'm definitely gonna monopolize this space sometimes that- you gotta talk about real nigga shit I- I- like if you can't talk about if you can't talk about real shit with what, a person what, 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 are they really that important i can't come to you with some real shit because like it go ahead bruh I- man sometimes I'm- i don't want to just be sharing dick jokes or or you're talking about uh, uh, fucking girls, or talking about whatever it is, whatever the relationship. Is. Sometimes I got I gotta be able to tell tell you real, something real, and if I can't tell you something real, then why should I invest in you? Like it's okay, kiki and haha, but sometimes I also need that that this place is, where I can. This know. is my space, just as much as it is your space, right? Like I'm here for you, you're here for me. You gonna talk about real shit? I'm gonna talk about real shit, and I'm very agentic about this. Like I, every single step, I'm gonna talk about real shit, and only when I choose not to talk about real shit. Like it should be the other way around. Like we always like think that oh, you know, you're supposed to joke and laugh all the time, and then talk about real shit. No, I'm gonna talk about real shit all the time, and then when I laugh and joke, it's gonna be light, right? Because like, so much of my being is not is, is real shit, and so so much of my being is not the joke shit, right? Like, mm. I'm gonna have to go to work tomorrow. I'm gonna have to deal with racism. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go to work tomorrow and deal with being a black male in fucking academia. I'm gonna have to deal with all this real fucking nigga shit, and so you better, but you you bet you're gonna be there for mm. me because if you're not. I'm gonna go somewhere else. I'm gonna find somebody else who's gonna talk to me about these real fucking issues. Who's gonna be there? If not, I'm gonna go find a therapist who's gonna talk to me. But if, if it's not, you you don't get the key key and ha ha. And if I can't say, say some, some, man, I'm not feeling too well. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, they cut, like they're, they they're hand in hand. Because sometimes, like, this is something that I've noticed. <laughs> I'm generally a positive person. I, I won't say it's a facade, but I'm, I'm generally a positive person. Like, I'm I'm not naturally set up like that. I've, I've grown into that through, like, life experiences. But, like, sometimes, sometimes, like I said, I'll say some real nigga shit. Like, like, I don't know if you guys have followed me long enough, but, like, occasionally, there'll be that one day where I'm, I just kind of had it, and I'll, I'll tell people. Like hey, mm-hmm. here's what's happening. Here's the you issue. Here's why I'm not fucking with you. Like here, here, like, like sometimes I'll I'll make these posts. It won't be it won't be talking to anyone specifically. But I guess some people will feel like that. Sometimes I'll just I'll say like uh, like for instance, um, 
I'm so I'm a person that uh, unfortunately I, I suffer from depression and I have uh, some inadequacy issues that I'm not sure where they came from. Like I have a lot of trust issues and stuff like that, and like it's it, it can be hard for me sometimes because like I feel like I'm I'm superfluous. Like people are fine without me. Like I'm not really one of the one of the people or something other other. And like that shit can be real. That shit can be real tough, and it, it hurts. And like sometimes I'll. I'm generally positive. I'm generally the person that will reach out to you. I'm generally the person that um, tries to check in on people. But sometimes I'll just be like, man, fuck you guys. Like, nobody trying to do the same thing for me that I would do to them. Like, it's, it hurts. Sometimes I'll, 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 I won't say I drop a mask, but I'll, I'll go down to the thoughts that I generally keep to myself. And then people, the fun thing that annoys me, <laughs> I know I said, like, if you see someone, reach out. Like, but I'm the type of person that I reach out even if I don't see something happening. The thing that I dislike is people that see something and then they'll reach out to you, be like, "Oh, what's happening?" Like, I'm here for you, and then guess what? Two days later, they forgot about you. Like, I hate that. Like, what, what was the point? <laughs> like that—that's happened to me a whole lot. Like, hey, I'm here for you, and then when I talk to you about real nigga shit. Guess what? You you up and disappear. Or if I reach out to you and try to joke your joke, like you ain't there. But like, if I'm not the person who's actively always reaching out to you, you you will never reach out to me. And like, I feel like that's I don't like that. That's that's like that's mostly the reason. Like, I have I'm not gonna say that. I know like of a lot of people. They know of me. Like. We talk here and there, but like actual friends, Hell yeah, have that's like a few too. that I actually talk should to. be that way, right? Like you don't want everybody to be your friend. Like if you're long, if you've been friends for longer than five years, keep them. If not, cut them. I don't have any friends, unfortunately, like, for even, a few months. But like even then, like people you think were your friends, like they, and I felt that. It's 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 always sad. Like, like occasionally I'll come to the realization, oh shit, I invested all this effort into this person, and they really aren't worth it. Mm-hmm. They not even it's never fun. You're undesirable, or you're forgettable, or you're not worth that person's time. Like they don't treat you as an asset. That's never a fun thing to deal with. Like, I mean, it's happened to me quite a lot in my life, unfortunately. But like, it's not something you you eventually get. Get, get used to mm-hmm. it hurts every time like yeah you might plug it out but like damn that shit really cuts deep sometimes yeah, like damn yeah. i really Who thought we was cool at this point you know especially if people like that it's it, it can I mean, be hard but like like i was saying earlier I, I you sometimes you just gotta take those l's because it's it's a lot better to to open up and take that chance be be that brave person and um Maybe you get a little hurt, but it's a lot worse than like uh, just keeping your guard up and not trusting anyone and not having fun. Yeah. That, that's tiring. I, I don't want to do that. I, I be I be wary, but I always look at life like I look at life like the worst somebody can say is no. But like if you don't ask or yeah. speak on it, you'll I'll, never I'll keep I'll keep Very true. And like, keep pushing until somebody tells me no. Right? Like my default state. Is I'm gonna ask the question, and it's up to you to tell me no. Yep. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And like, yeah, you, 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 you just hope that there will be people, you know, around you that you pick the right people and, you know, innately who will say yes and be open to you. But if you don't, then they're going to say no and good. Fuck it. Like, you know, thank you for saying no. Thank you for communicating. Thank you for being open about your feelings. I will, you know, lean into this and I'll go find somebody else. Like, it's not your fault. I don't take it personal, but like it was it was on you to communicate and you've done that and so like i can't really fault you for being open and communicating with me like i feel like we we demonize communication so much where it's like oh you know shane texted me back he ain't texting me back like yeah they were busy but like hopefully like if they didn't text me back then that's communication in itself you should read into that and fucking move on yeah um is there Wait, did everyone go? Oh, I haven't gone. Um, in terms of like friends and family, um, it, it depends. Like, there's certain issues I kind of keep to myself because, like, as I was growing up, um, I used to like have a very short fuse and like I would go off like every ten seconds. And like, as I grow older, my fuse has gotten longer, but my bomb has gotten bigger. If that makes sense. Um, when I was younger, I used to always tell people uh, how I felt and, oh, this is something that, that I don't like or you're doing this or whatever, whatever the situation might be. And like, as I was growing up, my pe- my family would always tell me, hey, the world doesn't revolve around Jair. Like, sometimes people aren't going to care what you think and stuff like that. So like, if you hear that enough, eventually what, you that you internalize that, like. Why, why would I tell you this if you're not going to care? Or, like, maybe, let's say I do I do share something. Like, maybe they would they would tell me either they w- wouldn't be helpful or they would actively, like, be like, oh, that's not important. Like, do stuff like that. Like, eventually, if you do that enough, I'm just not, I'm going to, you're going to train me to not want to confide in you. So, like, like, certain issues I'll talk to my people's about, but, like, there's a lot of stuff that just, floats around in the brain of Jaira until like it gets really bad and like it's it's an unfortunate thing it's not really the most positive I, I wish I had uh, someone that I could consist consistently confide in about these things like I try to find these people like that's something that's cool about the internet um having the internet in that little sense of anonymity excuse me makes it a little bit easier to share these things than what say like a person you know you know IRL or someone uh whose family something like that like it's easier to tell these people because like you have that little sense of eh I might never meet this person in real life. Um so I'll try people to read those things and like you know like it 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 doesn't always work out. Like I still don't have someone consistent but like it, it's unfortunate but um you, you 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 have to make do with what you have in life. Like, I'm not just gonna let that that shape me and make me not want to do things and like stay by myself because I've done that before. I spent um well, I guess I get a little bit personal since we're talking about it. But um, uh, my freshman year of high school, excuse me, of college rather, um, I had a mental breakdown. Like, I eventually like I was so used to uh shaping myself towards others and try to please them and doing all these things that eventually I cracked. I just shut down, like, blue screen of death for two months, two or three months, where I didn't do anything. I just ate, I slept, I went to my, I stayed in my room all day, I didn't go to class, eventually fucked out of college, like, it, it was not good. 
And then like after that, I thought I had built all these like relationships that I could rely on. And like it turned out to be almost smoke and mirrors. Like uh, I, I literally went weeks or months without anyone contacting me. And then like my pride, even though my pride hated it, because I really hated it. Like, why should I have to reach out to you? But like eventually you get lonely and like you reach out to these people and then like they wouldn't either wouldn't give me the response I was needed or they would eventually they would uh, reach out they talk to me for a little bit and then slowly pillar off and flick off and like ghost me and like that happened for a long time for a period of around four years of me just pretty much go I wouldn't say I was even living I was existing like I would wake up I would go to work I come back come back to my house I'd watch my little shows I'd eat I'd go to sleep like that for four years just not really enjoying life and like like I said the entire time I was mean and bitter and cynical why should I do this oh the world did this to me oh blah 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 like all this negative like oh I, oh this person is talking to me they they must want for something for me what do they want from me like I was like that for a long time and it, it's, it was not positive it wasn't get, bring me anywhere it was stagnating me like um, eventually I said, fuck you. I'm just, I'm just working on doing me to be damned what other people think. Like, yeah, I occasionally have my weak moments, my sad moments where I feel lonely or do whatever. But like, like I said, I, I feel that for like maybe a day or two. And then I, I, I nut up like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. Yeah, I'm sad, but I got shit to do. Um, that kind of brings me to the to the next topic. If you guys don't have anything else you would like to add to the sharing, um, say friends and family. So yeah. I, what I'm probably more prone to like talk to my friends, which I probably like have like three, and two of them I've known since like elementary middle school you know grew up together whatever we stayed in contact and then the other one was from high school so like i usually tell them stuff but like uh family wise i really don't tell anybody anything except like my mom but like before with my mom i wouldn't like i wouldn't tell her anything but like during high school Cause like like you said, uh, going through shit and all that breakdown. Like last senior year of high school, just going through shit. Was going to class, yada yada yada. And so like, I had to I had to talk to her. Let her know it was like going up. And like ever since then, like we've been we've we're closer. But like I'm more prone to tell my friends before I tell her. But like if I do tell her, that's all I want to say. Um. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm I'm pretty similar. Like, like there are certain things I'll confide in my family. Certain things I'll confide in friends, and like certain things I just keep to myself. Um. But to move on to the the next and final question. Um. What are some coping methods that you guys use, or that you think works well for you? Um. Just to like help. Maybe maybe someone else out there might be struggling with something similar to you, and like it might be helpful to them. So, like, what are some things that you do that helps you get through whatever it is and might be going through? (laughs) I was going to recommend getting pets because, like, uh, maybe a puppy or a cat, they'll love you unconditionally. So, I know somebody who had a, um, 
how games probably do that and they like they're they're in a more upbeat mood and they're depressing it's like it cut down a lot and you know dogs will love you more than that um having that other that other life in the world also gives you a reason to be productive like hey i want to just stay in bed all day but hey rufus needs to get fed rufus needs to go take go walk go for a walk stuff like that and then animals yeah, can plus, like, sense, like when you're not in the people will turn their back on you but you're yeah they'll try to like, comfort you and show you love hmm. yeah that's definitely a good one um so someone was saying art yeah i said art so like with art with me that's like that's everything so like you know music music can't never steer you wrong bro like yeah listening like it, i don't you know like what it is rap oh. like sad like i sorry not to cut you off but i have this this is a trick that i do um i have this playlist that I associate like it's song, like you know how there's songs you associate with yeah. certain memories. Like when you hear that song, you think back to a certain time. I have this playlist of songs that I associate with good memories, and then whenever I'm feeling like really down, I hit the playlist. Like oh, this is my happy playlist, and like you, you're basically almost tricking your brain into thinking, oh, I remember this happy time, and then eventually. Oh, I feel happy. Like that's what that's what the concept is. Like you're playing these songs that you associate with good times, and hopefully, your brain will so- start remembering those things, and then eventually separate themselves from the me- yeah. memory, but keep the it's the like, happy feeling. If that makes sense. It's like a mixture so of like white noise and meditation, right? So being able to find these same memories that you just brought up, right? Through music, but. You know, being able to center myself and being able to kind of, you know, strengthen my own core and my own emotional stability by having a place that I can routinely come back to and say, you know, I'm not out there, I'm not, you know, of the world that's going on here. I am my own person, I am my own being, and I can sit here, you know, I can cross my mm-hmm. legs and be outside of all of the things that are going on for, you know, for 10, 15, 20 minutes, or even 30 minutes, right? And so once once I get that, once I, once you really, then it becomes you know, accessible. It's a switch you can flick, you can flick on anytime you want to, you know. If, you know, everybody else is talking about some other bullshit that you don't really care about, boom, you know, I'm clicking on the meditation switch. And so I'm meditating. I'm thinking about things that I care about. I'm really leaning into my thoughts and my own experience and like separating myself out. If that might come through, you know, you know, watching anime or even like, you know, jump roping and just like, you know, singing these songs like in my apartment just like being happy and being loud and just like leaning into the things that I care about and finding my own happiness that's what really matters you know to me and it can really strengthen your own being in order to have the switch where it doesn't you're not you're not you're not queuing on these worldly you know interactions that you're you're hungry for you, you know all of this like sits within and internal and really being able to explore this is a privilege and i'll agree to that you know yeah. it's hard to really develop this switch if you don't if you, you know it's hard to think about meditation when you're when you're worried about you know you know 19 20 30 other things you know can i pay the bills tomorrow you don't really have time to meditate but if you can you know build it up gradually and refine the space and you know really build it into your your own you know your, your 
schedule. Yes, a daily routine. Schedule. Like, not to get religious, but like when I wake up in the morning, you know, like I pray and like I find mm-hmm. time for myself, and like I just kind of like, I I I value my time and my space and. はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。は
media thing, sell merchandise, do all that stuff. Like, these are the goals I've set for myself. And, like, I lean into these things. Like, when I'm not feeling too good, rather than just letting... Because that's one thing people don't really understand. Nothing is, um... You don't... Nothing is an island. Like, energy is energy. Even negative energy is energy. You just have to figure out how to convert it from something negative into something more productive. Like, when I'm not feeling too great, guess what? I'm, I'm a... I'm a I'm gonna write down a couple of podcast topics, or I'm I'm a I'm gonna watch a few shows, or I'm gonna listen to a few songs and that, that I feel like inspire me. Maybe write it down a few lines if, if I'm in the mood. Like I'm gonna do something. Maybe work out. Just be things that are, it's, it's I enjoy and I lean into um, when I'm not feeling my best. You know the reason as to why you're doing these things because there is a greater goal because you realize the fact that it's, this is only temporary, right? This negative energy is temporary, but I can turn it into positive energy if I work hard enough, if yeah. I lean into what this energy is telling me, and if I really make it my own, I can really do something worthwhile. And that's what matters. That's something that, that's something that I like to pers- uh, tell people. Like, I know uh, life is hard, and like these really dark moments can be really hard. I've been through them quite a, quite a lot, quite a few times. But like that's the thing I always tell people like it's I know it's dark for you right now but like eventually the sun will come up metaphorically like uh, like if you need someone you can reach out maybe have someone help you do whatever but like but negative doesn't last forever and like um life's hard I'm never gonna say it's easy it's not easy to do these things but it's it's worthwhile you have to Sometimes you gotta give yourself that kick in the ass, like, damn, I'm I'm real sad today. I'm a I'm gonna let this I'm gonna let this feeling out. I'm a I'm gonna allow it because it's valid. Like I'm not gonna just say, oh, this sadness is is fake or whatever it, whatever it may be. It's real. There's something happening. It's good. Take that time to sit in that, or process it, but like do it for like a day or two. Anything more than that, you're wallowing. After that point, you have to you have to do something to like, okay, here's what the problem is. How can I change it? Or if I can't change it, how can I pull myself back from this situation and focus on something else that is more positive or more productive? That that's something I definitely tell people to to look into. Um that's the mindset I try to use. Like it doesn't always work, obviously. Nothing's perfect. But like sometimes you just gotta give yourself that little kick in the ass. Like, hey, hey, stop being sad. Use that sadness and turn it into something. <laughs> like it may, it may sound like I'm being oversimplifying things, but like that that's kind of the concept. Like yeah, you can be a little sad, but like a day or two. Anything more than a day or two and you're milking it. <laughs> like it's a little bit harsh, I'm a little bit blunt, but sometimes you just got to go to the base of the problem. Be, be a little sadness do that for a day or two, feel it. But after that, you got to move on and do something else. Because that, because that, yeah. that point, like, you're just holding like, yourself back. I was saying earlier, like with art, music, you know, listening to it, or like, you know, write down whatever you're feeling, like those random words that describe whatever you're feeling. You know? Try to make mm-hmm. a song, poetry, you know? And I feel like Yeah. If you like it, draw. Try, try doing something. Do something. Do something with it. 
whatever whatever applies to you. Maybe you like singing. Maybe you like dancing. Maybe you like Pain. running. Maybe you like uh, weightlifting. Maybe you like um, I don't know. Hey, maybe you like uh, just uh, cracking jokes with your brother. But you got you got to do something. Lean into whatever it is that makes your day go by a little bit quicker and feel a little bit positive. Motivated or like more prone to like create create shit. Like I feel like I create my best my best uh, like pieces when I'm sad. That's mm. yeah. That's an unfortunate part of life. Like uh, like I don't know if you've heard the the the, the line, but there's no there's no such thing as a a happy comic. Like we're all depressed. <laughs> like they get their jokes from being sad and like having these things that they had to get through and that's like sort of the joking making jokes is their way yeah. of coping with like these feelings so if you if you never notice that a lot of these comedians especially like they'll 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 have these overdoses or they'll they'll have they'll kill themselves because like they were dealing with these demons the whole time and like joking was what helped them to fight that demon or like these artists, like these musical artists, like uh, Amy Winehouse, Mac Miller, Eric Hope, Kurt Cobain, all all these people. Like that's something that's uh, very prevalent, like especially among artistic people. Um, is there is there anything else you guys would like to add to this? Topic at another podcast because like I'd be really I'd be really into talking about it. Yeah. That I might. What do you say? I, I might. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna write that down in my memos. No, no, what he said. <laughs> I said I'm gonna write that down in my memos, where I keep all my. Potential- I, I said we should uh, come back and revisit this entire. Uh-huh. You know, what is the place of art within the black community? What is the place of art within you know our own social hierarchy and structure? Uh, okay. Where does art fall? Where does it come from? What generates art? Hey, where does art come art? from? You know, how do you stratify art? That kind of stuff. I feel like it's a very rich and powerful topic that we should definitely discuss at a later date, yeah. but not tonight. <laughs> okay. Um, that is a very good point. I'll write that down. Um, well, if there's anything, if there's not anything else, uh, you could, uh, if you guys have anything you'd like to promo or maybe mm-hmm. shout out, you can do that before we uh, sign off. You want to say like your Twitters or maybe if you have um, a YouTube channel or something of that classic, well, you can like shout said, those out I'm now. Kid Visions on everything, but Kid is with two Ds. All right. Um, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate um, you guys having the conversation and being open with me about a topic that might not necessarily be something that you like to talk about a lot often um like i said said at the beginning this is a serious topic but it deserves discussion and it's always good to uh, be able to talk about these things and process these things in a, a positive way um uh, thank you again for joining me you too and also pro who uh dropped out <laughs> oh follow pro at um